1: and Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at Airbnb.com slash host.
0: You're listening to the Jason Greger Show presented by PlayAlberta.ca, your digital home for online gaming excitement, including casino, live dealer, lottery instance, and sport betting. Sign up today at PlayAlberta.ca. He does uh, every Monday. Andy, welcome back to the show. How you doing?
3: Fantastic. I've kind of been booted out of the regular spot, so don't mind the horse head over my left shoulder. But uh, I am ready to go in front of my bar unit.
0: Oh, all right. Okay. I thought you were just—I thought you were showing me you had your ponytail on because you're ready to play soccer. You had like your—that's what I was wondering as you're turning your head there. You're like, hey, I'm ready. I'm in soccer. We're talking soccer. This is how I got to play. So you know, because you can't have your hair flapping all over when you're playing, right? You got to have a tail.
3: This is true, and also, um, my trademark was I used to wear a bandana
0: around Whoa. my head, but
3: like <laughs> the classic kerchief, you know what I mean? Like uh, I rolled it up, put it uh, right across the forehead. Oh my forehead. goodness. I really? I nice.
0: So now like in in the women's game when you're playing and, like you're wearing that, like, is there trash talk going on? Like you're getting trash talk for that. How's that work on the pitch?
3: Uh, I mean, maybe, maybe now you might get some trash talk. Cause it's like, well, maybe even then I, nobody said anything to me cause it was just so you know, badass, I guess. So nobody, nobody wanted to best with me. They thought I was, but I wasn't.
2: Oh, okay. It
3: was the only way I could just keep something on my head and right. uh, not have the sweat pour into my eyes. But, oh, geez, anything you can spot and pick on to make someone feel bad or get off their game? All kinds of trash talking
0: going. Oh God, yeah, I, mean, I I could imagine. That's that's part of the gamesman gamesmanship, games womanship of uh, of the game for sure. Now, um, let's start with the uh, the big news, of course, here in Edmonton. Now, Alfonso Davies is uh, is moving to Real Madrid, Real Madrid, I should say. Yes,
3: yes. Um, this seems, it's it seems like it's a foregone conclusion. So, a article was just written in the Athletic today, and it's something we've been monitoring for. Like, I would say a better part of a year and Mm -hmm. a bit, actually, right? Because Alfonso's always said he wanted to go to Real Madrid. His agent did very little to quash the rumors that Real Madrid was also interested in him. But the reason why it's also coming to a head now is that his contract is up in 2025. And apparently, just a couple weeks ago, there was an in-person meeting between Real Madrid and his agent. So they've always been in communication, but now we're hearing that it was an in-person meeting. And they really want him kind of like now. So so here's the thing. I mean, if they want him in 2024, they'd have to do some negotiating with Bayern Munich uh, and, and try to agree to a price. Or they wait till 2025. We're hearing that Real Madrid is willing to wait where Alphonso Davies at that point will be a free agent. So now the ball is kind of in Bayern's court because they want him to stay. They are currently trying to negotiate with him to stay. But if it's if it's sounding more and more like it's a done deal, he's going to be gone. You also don't want to lose him for free, so you don't want to wait until 2025 and then just have him go bye bye. Mm-hmm. So they might have to, I mean, they might have to have their hand forced just a little bit here to negotiate with Real Madrid on a price, um, so they can at least make money off yeah. of this as well. But it, it pretty much seems like this is this is happening. Alfonso Davies will be going to Real Madrid.
0: Yeah, and that's, that's huge news. Like, you know, obviously, uh, Bundesliga is, is great where he's been playing, but, uh, you know, you, you get to Real Madrid and it's just, it's, it's an even bigger marketing opportunities for him. Uh, you know, some would argue and say that, you know, it's a better overall league top to bottom. So, mm-hmm. you know, this will be, uh, this is a pretty big move for him.
3: It's, it's a huge move because, I mean, and, and you're right. Like, you don't want to, you don't want to disrespect Bundesliga. It is a strong league, but it really does feel like a one team league. And that's not to try and take away even from Borussia Dortmund, who had been, you know, pretty competitive for a while. A lot of that, too. That's where Erling Holland came from and now applying his trade with Man City. But bottom line is that, I mean, it's Bayern. And here's the thing he's done everything he can do with Bayern. He's won a league title, he's won Champions League. Like, he owes a lot to Bayern and to Bundesliga, no doubt about that. But you're right, you need to start elevating your game and that comes with elevating the leagues you play in. So you're looking at La Liga, you'd be looking at the English Premier League. But, you know, even La Liga, you could argue, okay, well, Real Madrid, Barcelona, it's always this one-two horse. Okay, sure. But still, Atletico Madrid still challenges. Girona right now is a team that's sitting in second. Like there seems to be a little bit more parity as well in La Liga than than there has been in bundesliga so he'll have more of a challenge he will be going up against top quality talent i just think this i mean at 23 years of age he'll just continue to elevate his game and uh, i think play in somewhere where it's a real hot it'll be a real challenge but I, it sounds like he wants it
0: uh, you know what good for him uh, you know i could see yeah. the change he's been there for quite some time um uh, let's switch over now to the uh to, to the, to the women's side. And, you know, there's lots of news going on right now, Andy, in the, in the women's side Mm -hmm. of the game. So I get, I want to start with the youngster. Uh, What's your thoughts on on Olivia Smith and, you know, what she's going to be moving forward, the young 19 year old for this program.
3: Uh, Right now it feels like sky's the limit. I don't, you know, clearly she hasn't hit her ceiling and I know that feels like captain obvious, but you know, 19 years of age um, has just turned pro. She's playing in Portugal She's playing with Sporting Lisbon. She's put up six goals in 12 games. And now at this women's inaugural Gold Cup, so really special that the women in the CONCACAF region finally get to compete in a Gold Cup. The men have been doing so since 1991. But this is really giving Beth Priestman a chance to also see who she has. And Olivia Smith has been rising to the occasion. So she picked up her first goal for country in that first game against El Salvador. B.A.R. kind of ruined the celebration. <laughs> yeah, I saw She thought that. she was offside. Anyway, turns out she wasn't. It was all good. Um, and then she earned her first start last night against Paraguay and didn't look out of place. Like, she looked absolutely fantastic. Um, the only concern that, you know, Bev has expressed with us about Olivia is that the league she plays in in Portugal, while well, she's happy that she's playing there and she's getting these minutes and she's doing well, She still feels like she needs to work on her conditioning and work on her pace, which to me is pretty standard also when you're talking about a 19-year-old just getting into the game. But, you know, I think it's worth noting that the Olympics, you can only take an 18-player roster. Tokyo, dubbed the COVID Games, they were – I think they were allowed to take 22, 23. Yeah. But that was because it was COVID, right? So they were able to have some reserve just in case – someone tested positive and went down, but now they're back to 18. Two of those spots are taken up by goalkeepers. So really you're talking about 16 players. Um, So that, that, you know, everyone's going to be fighting for, for spots on that Olympic roster to go out and defend that gold. So now between the gold cup and the, she believes cup in April, Lydia Smith has some real chances here. And so far in these first two games, she has looked Fantastic. And I do want to just point out, like, I know to all the diehard fans out there going, Andy, this is El Salvador, Paraguay. Like, they're barely rated. El Salvador is like 104th, Paraguay is 50. I get that. But if she can at least do that against that competition, because that's what she's expected to do, then I want to see what she can do against Brazil. I want to see what she can, can you imagine, do against uh, USA. So given the opponent she's facing... She's standing out, and that's a good thing. And
0: that's what you want, right? Like, if she's not standing out against the lesser opponents, I think there'd be a cause for concern. Exactly. Uh, What about uh, Adriana Leon? Uh, She's got uh, five goals already. Uh, I know we can talk quality competition, but still, you still got to score. And, you know, she's had Mm -hmm. quite the unique journey.
3: She really has, and I am like I am one of the like I am rooting for Adriana Leon because you know I mean th- this is somebody who's a veteran on the national team, but it wasn't that long ago, especially under um, Heinrich Kenneth Mueller who took over from John Herdman. She lost not yeah. just her starting position, like she lost her, her her position on the national team. There were camps and tournaments that she just wasn't called into. And then she started getting called back in uh, by Beth Priestman and was very much a bench player. Would come off the bench, have an incredible impact. Um, So that was her national team story where now it just seems so crazy to talk about Adrian Leon not being a starter, but on the pro side of things, it was really up and down for her too. She was really making a name for herself in the women's super league with West Ham United was getting some pretty consistent minutes scoring some goals and then makes this massive move two years ago to Manchester United. We're all stoked here in Canada for her. And then like barely plays gets in five games and she's just withering away goes on loan to Portland in the NWSL, also plays about five games. Mind you, she's still keeping up her pace with the national team, which was impressive. And now she's made the move back to the WSL. This time she's playing with Aston Villa. She's already played in 12 matches. She scored four goals for them. So the last few years she's only played in like five. So a a combination of 10 games in the last two years. And now finally with Aston Villa, in just a few months, she's already played 12 matches. So you see that swagger with her, right? Like she, thank goodness, at least for the national team's sake, she didn't lose the scoring touch, but now there's just a completely different swagger, different confidence. Um, Also like this leadership again with Christine Sinclair. Remember I kind of predicted that, you know, this wasn't a knock on Christine, but oftentimes when somebody like that, a giant like that leaves, you know, other people feel like they can spread their wings And I feel like Adriana Leon is one of them. And it's not just on the, like what she's doing, scoring goals, but you see her, she's so communicative and, you know, even the way she is with an Olivia Smith and all the other players. So it's been really nice to watch and uh, she's leading the golden boot race in this tournament. And I think this bodes very well for a Canadian side who for years, all we talked about was they couldn't score. So this is really nice to see.
0: Andy Petrillo joins us, uh, talking, uh, all things soccer. Of course, we started out, uh, with the, the big news that Alfonso Davies is going to, uh, well, sounds like he's going to Real yeah. Madrid, not official yet, but, uh, it's close to official. Um, some bad news, I guess, on the, uh, the woman's side is the, uh, the injury to, uh, uh, Prince, who, who kind of seemed to, she was locked in, uh, on, I think on that team, no question. How long yeah. is this? How long is this? How serious is this? Do you, you know, how big of a blow?
3: Yeah, it sounds pretty serious. Um, You know, even heading into this tournament, one of our topics of conversation in our pregame show about Nichelle Prince was that she was the number nine and that it was her spot to lose. And it really felt like, you know, this, this was somebody who looked fantastic, especially in those Jamaican qualifiers back in September and then continued to do so in those four friendlies to end the year, especially with Ashley Lawrence on the right, the way she would send in those crosses and Nichelle Prince would always get her head on them. They just had a great synergy about them. And it was also great to see her back because she had torn her Achilles and she was out for a long time. She wasn't even really healthy, even though she was named to that world cup team last summer. It was so unfortunate because she wasn't at full strength. And then all she needed really was if the world cup was just one month later, you know, what a difference. Um, So it was just so great to see her back. And then she goes down on her own in that very first game against El Salvador, 43rd minute. And I always say when a player goes down on their own, you know, it's real. That's not to say when there's a slide tackle, it's not real, but we also know sometimes they can fake it to get the call. So when she went down on her own, I went, Oh no. And then, you know, Bev Priestman confirmed it's a calf injury. So let's just put it this way. It's serious enough where she will be out for the rest of the tournament, which will end on, on March 10th. If the Canadians go all the way to the final and then we'll see what happens because the, she believes cup is in April. I believe the two dates that they play are April 6th and April 9th. If she's not available for April, I will start to get a little worried for the Olympics. And I know you're going, oh, the Olympics start July 26. It should be fine. But again, we're talking about 18-player roster. And if she's not in the Shibley's Cup, does that mean she's not going to return to play till like, May, June? Does Bev take a chance? And again, somebody who's not up to snuff with their conditioning? Like, I don't know. I start to worry a little bit, right?
0: When does she have to submit her 18-player roster? Like, the week before the Olympics?
3: I think it's a couple weeks, yeah. yeah. So she'll have time, yeah. which is nice. She will have time. So I, I'm just, I'm probably being a little hyperbolic here and a little melodramatic, but uh, I just know that I just know that Bev is really using this tournament and the She believes Cup, and they'll probably have some behind closed door friendlies, which is what they did heading into Tokyo. So perhaps if Nichelle's ready to go there, it should be all good. Because let's put it, it's a huge loss, yeah, if she can't go. But what's been reassuring is Adriana Leon scoring, Olivia Smith, you know, kind of establishing herself, and Chloe Lacasse still looking absolutely dynamite. So it's like it's not the team of old where if Christine St. Clair wasn't going, you just knew this team would be doomed. So that's not the case. Like you don't want to lose more depth, but at the same time, they now at least have people there who can score by
0: committee, which is reassuring. And uh what about Janine Becky?
3: Yeah, so um what we had heard, I know the last time we spoke when I had said she was left off the roster, I was very concerned. I thought there was a setback. So I spoke to Bev, and what she had said was, no, apparently she's good, but because the turnaround in these types of tournaments are so quick, okay. she didn't feel that Janine's knee as she's recovering from an ACL. Uh, would be able to handle it like she, she Bev wanted all of her players to be available to her for the entire tournament yeah, that makes sense. whereas somebody yeah whereas somebody like Janine if she played in game one probably couldn't go game two oh, had to okay. wait for like things like that yeah, yeah, yeah. so she's like so Bev just felt that she would have been unfair to the player if she did that so from what we're understanding Janine is good so she, she is on track ready in April yeah. Like I, she could be there in April. Um, looks like she's going to you know, on track to start with her NWSL team. So this is somebody who should be available uh, for the Olympics.
0: Well, wow, that's massive, right? Like I, yeah. I, I think, honestly, if Canada didn't have like, obviously I know Sinclair's retired, but if you take her Angeline Becky out, I just, I don't know. You know, I know, you know, we've talked a little bit about the other people who can score. I just don't put them in the same level. And I think that's, that's too yeah. much of a, a void to overcome for the women's team at the, at the Olympics anyway.
3: I agree. Yeah, yeah, I do. I agree. So, so that that was good news to hear that from Bev.
0: Andy, great stuff. We appreciate it. And uh, what would be your best guess? Do you think on when this uh, Real Madrid thing might be a hundred percent finished?
3: Well, uh, again, I, I I would probably say you know it could be late summer because I just it knowing what we've been hearing, Alfonso Davies wants to go. Yes. End of sentence. Period. Yeah. So now if you're if you're Bayern, you don't want to lose him for free. So you have to make this negotiation with Real Madrid. So, you know, we're probably looking somewhere towards summer, if not like late 2024. Um, but the deal, you know, everything points. I, I'm, I'm going to even go and say 90% that it's, it's happening. And we'll probably hear something official in the summer because if he's made up his mind, Bayern can't lose him for nothing. And it's also worth noting, Real Madrid is interested in Kylian Mbappe from PSG how dynamite would they be if they had both of them? And we've also heard that it doesn't matter if they sign Killian, they will still have the money to sign Alfonso. It's not like one or the other has to happen. Yeah, Yeah.
0: very true. Andy, thanks so much Mm -hmm. as always for your time. Have a great week. We will uh, chat with you next Monday.
1: See ya